0: Hello and welcome to the Southampton vs Chelsea audio programme. In today's edition, we have our usual pretty match notes from your manager Ralph Hassenhutel. We look back on last week's 3 0 victory against Cambridge United in the Carabao Cup. And of course, we have a word from Franny Benali. Time once again for your pretty match notes from your manager Ralph Hassenhutel. Dear supporters, welcome back to St Mary's for another home game, as tonight we face Chelsea under the lights in the Premier League. I would like to begin by welcoming Thomas Tuchel, his coaching staff and players and the Chelsea supporters who have travelled to be here this evening. There is always a special flavour to these night games. The atmosphere in the stadium has some extra electricity and we will need that energy to help us compete against a top team tonight. Unfortunately... Due to the Bank On Day weekend, I'm having to write these notes before our match against Manchester United, but I hope we were able to put in a committed performance and continue our good recent form. One week ago, I really enjoyed our Carabao Cup game at Cambridge. It was a traditional old English stadium with a really great atmosphere from both sets of fans. I must say, the support from the Saints fans who travelled to watch us was amazing. You never stopped singing for 90 minutes and I could feel that you enjoyed watching your team play. That means a lot to us as we fight every day to make you proud of your club. As you know, we are very proud of our academy at Southampton Football Club and it was a pleasure to give debuts to three young lads in that game, Lewis Payne, Don Ballard and Diamond Edwards. This is the way we want to go and the reason why so many young players want to come to us, because they know We will give them the chance to play in the first team if they deserve it. We know the challenge we face tonight is very different against a team that is constantly fighting for the biggest trophies every season. But our principles stay the same. We know that if we bring our best game with lots of intensity, commitment, fighting spirit and belief in ourselves, even in the moments when we are struggling, we will give ourselves a good chance to take something. Your support is crucial to that. You have been fantastic in the away game so far and we want to feel that same passion behind us from 30,000 Saints fans tonight. We march on. As usual, it is now time for your Southampton's women's update. After starting their life in the Barclays Women's Championship, the fixtures come thick and fast with Durham the next to travel to Southampton to take on Mary and Spacey Kale's side. A strong physical side who secured a 6th place finish in the league last season, Durham will be looking to push on in the 2022-23 season. Having also transitioned to a full-time training model ahead of the new season, the northeast team have attracted new talent, including former England international Jess Clark, who joined the outfit from Sheffield United. Tickets are already on sale for the fixture, and after so many fans turned out to witness the side's first game of the season at St Mary's, it's time to carry on being that 12th player as the season goes on. Well, like Ralph all mentioned in his Pretty much Notes, it's been one week since a memorable night for the Saints' next generation. So our Academy Director, Matt Hale, has discussed the progress of first-team debutants Lewis Payne, Dan Ballard and Diamond Edwards, and why he's confident there's plenty more to come. I did have a glass of wine, I'm not going to lie. Matt Hales allows himself a rare moment to enjoy life in the present, in a world otherwise consumed by the future as Southampton's academy director sees the fruits of countless hours of work from countless colleagues rewarded. Or he is, in this case, as Hale's relentless schedule of meetings and travel left him tuning in on the radio to events at Abbey Stadium last week, where Ralph Hasenhutl handed debuts to a trio of academy graduates in Lewis Payne, Don Ballard and Diamond Edwards. It's not a quick process, nurturing aspiring footballers through the age groups, but nights like this make it all worthwhile. It was quite emotional, really, and I know a lot of the staff felt the same, Hale reflects. For Payne and Ballard in particular, these were debuts to Savour. Payne, an 18 year old fullback, excelled on the right flank, assisting the opening goal for Shea Adams with a low cross that set the Saints on their way to a 3 0 win over Cambridge United in the Carabao Cup second round. Payne impressed with his energy, competitive nature, and composure in the final third, lasting 75 minutes before being replaced by Ballard, a close friend since their school days together. Admittedly, that wasn't all too long ago. By this time, Adams had doubled his tally for the night, but it was left to Ballard to rob the headlines, following up his own parried shot to complete the scoring two minutes from time in front of a packed away stand in an unforgettable moment for the 17-year-old striker. The introduction of Edwards, who was 18, Fuelled with adrenaline, having just celebrated with his mate, rounded off a perfect hat-trick for the academy. To see Lewis start and the two lads come on and really impact the game, it was emotional. I was proud to see it and fantastic for the lads, Hale continues. Hopefully Ralph can see they can impact the game and hopefully can get more opportunities. It was brilliant to see. It was Payne who set the tone for the night with an assured display that helps Saints kill off the time, time for Hassan to give Ballard and Edwards a taste of it. I got a message two days before, so obviously I was excited enough even to be travelling, and then the day before I found out I was starting, Payne says. Nerves came into it, but I was more excited than nervous. My dad flew back from America that day so he could come to the game. My mum was in France and she couldn't make it back, so obviously she was disappointed, but luckily my dad got to be there. She was trying to find a stream but there wasn't any so she ended up listening on the radio of course there were nerves first start for the first team it's a big moment but as soon as we started playing it was all good all the players were very supportive especially players like gineppo and Bednarek, coming up to me before the game and saying just play do what you do as soon as that game started i was fine when pain was substituted with saints two up He departed via the far touchline and walked around the perimeter of the pitch, in front of the travelling fans. What followed was a spontaneous chorus of, he's one of our own, from 1451 hardy souls donning the red and white, three hours from home, a moment the youngster will never forget. That's something you dream of as a kid. When they're singing you're one of their own, it's a great feeling. When I came off with cramp it was disappointing but that made it all worth it. Enter Ballard, ten months, Payne's junior, who had already seen one shot blocked by a defender before his big moments arrived. The goal, he says, he's watched endlessly in the days since. I saw Jan, Valerick, dribbling with it, and I just thought, just make the box. Who knows, it could fall to me, and obviously it did, he says, retracing his steps. With my first shot, I caught it really well, and I was a bit gutted it didn't go in. But then I just reacted. It's all instinct. It was destined to happen, I guess. I didn't sleep on Tuesday night. I couldn't. I was too excited. What a night. It's impressive that in a moment of such unparalleled importance at this stage of Ballard's life, his thought process was clear enough to react quicker than anyone else to his initial shot that was saved. And then he had the coldness, after winning the race, to lift the rebound over the scrambling goalkeeper, Warmanian and into the roof of the net. It's obviously a dream, come true, he smiles. I'm really proud of myself, but obviously people around me have helped me get to this point. I went not knowing if I was going to play, but you've just got to prepare yourself right. I think I did that and that gave me the best opportunity to score or come on and affect the game, and that's what I did. Such finishing instincts come as no surprise to Hale, who's seen Ballard do this time and time again in a Saint's shirt awarding the prolific marksman the Scorer of the Year prize last season. He's a very mature young man, Hale says of Ballard, the longest-serving and youngest of the maiden appearance-makers, who scored 20 goals in youth football last season and started the new campaign with four in two games for Saints B-team. He's been with us a very long time, since eight or nine, and he understands the Southampton way. He's ingrained in that culture, and it means he can concentrate fully on his technical, tactical and physical development. He's a goalscorer, he's good off the shoulder, he can get in behind, but he also looks after the ball as well and makes great runs. He's a constant threat to the oppositions we play against. Edwards, meanwhile, was warming up in the unusually large area behind the goal that Ballard scored in, and was the first to embrace him. I was so pleased for him especially seeing the hard work he's put in on the pitch in the under-23s. And of course, he's a younger one who's come up with us, he says. He's been amazing this season so far. Even last season and in pre-season, he's just set it alight. To finally see him reap the rewards of it was all just amazing. That really sparked my enthusiasm. I just wanted to get on the pitch and showcase my ability. Edward's dream was soon realised, describing his late cameo as exhilarating just to even experience the atmosphere of how the crowd were when it's actually live in the flesh. It's crazy, he says fancifully. You can never really get accustomed to it. Of course, you see it on the TV over time, and being in the stands is different, but when you're amongst the mix of it all, it's crazy. For Edwards, described by Hale as an exciting attacking player, who's imaginative with the ball, and someone fans who come to watch our games will want to see, This was the culmination of months of hard work in overcoming injuries that kept him sidelined until February last season. It was there, it was obtainable, but I still had to go a long way, so to get caught up really did take me by surprise, admits the teenager. My heart was pumping, I felt in good nick, in good condition. You never really feel like you can prepare for the game as best as you can, but I felt like I did, and to be honest I felt quite composed, quite comfortable coming on because everyone welcomed me into the environment so well. Stepping onto the pitch was really relaxing and really welcoming. It was amazing. His impressive end to the 2021-22 season, scoring four goals in the final three games as Saints under-18s side hammered Reading twice and Chelsea by an aggregate score of 13-3 prompted Hasenhutl to select Edwards for the first team's pre-season to Austria, where he featured in the friendlies against Red Bull Leipzig and Klagenfurt. In Austria, that was amazing, probably one of the best experiences of my career thus far, he reflects. Just to be around the first team in that whole environment has really acted as a motivator just to keep me going now that I'm back with the B team. It's really pushed me and inspired me to keep up with the positive performances. I spent a lot of time out last season and throughout my career prior to this I've had a lot of injuries so it's finally good to get my big break and to get on a consecutive streak of playing games, building confidence and fitness. It's really good to find form again. That form has seen the youngster who turns 19 next month assist twice in the last two games for Dave Horseman's B team who have made a flying start to the season with 3 wins out of 3 and 10 goals scored. With the under-18s crowned Premier League South champions last season, it all points to an encouraging future for the Saints Academy and subsequently the first team in the years to come. That's always been the end goal for Hale, who knows better than anyone how tough it is to produce the level of player required to compete at Premier League level, but it is infused by the current crop. We're confident we've got a lot of really talented players in the pipeline and it's taken maybe a few years for that to nurture and develop. But between the age of 15 and 20, we think we've got a really strong group of young players, he says. They are by no means the finished article, but probably the brightest years for the academy are yet to come. So we're really confident with those in that age group. I know Ralph's got a really tough job with team selection. You can't put lads in the Premier League all the time, and I know that was a Carabao Cup game. I'm pleased that they got an opportunity on Tuesday night, and they took the opportunity well. All three lads are completely different types of player, but all with a bright future, hopefully. Saints fans, Hassan and the many staff behind the scenes at Staplewood will be hoping there are plenty more reasons for Hale to raise a glass over the coming months and years. Now it's time for the My Favourite Match section. This is the third in a series which offers supporters the opportunity to write in their own style about their favourite match. Our guest writer this week is Barry Webb, who has chosen Chelsea vs Southampton in the Premier League from the 3rd of October 2015. Living in his hometown in Salisbury, Barry follows the Saints home and away and has contributed both to matchday programmes and to books by Hagiology. He also organises the unofficial Saints Travel Club award for the away player of the season. Like many supporters, it is not easy to select one favourite match but I was torn between two away games against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, which I was pleased to attend. First, there was our 4-2 win on the 1st of January, 2002. Certainly a happy new year for Saints fans. Then there is the one I've chosen here, the 3-1 victory from the 3rd of October, 2015. The win was good enough in itself, but it has other fine memories of our performance, not least because we were up against the reigning Premier League champions. The match did not start well, for the Saints and we conceded a goal on 10 minutes after Eden Hazard had been fouled by former Chelsea man Oriel Romeo Willian took the free kick from wide on the left looped it over the Saints defence past goalkeeper Martin Stecklenberg, and it went in off the far post I began to think that this was not going to be our day when on the 16th minute a fine chance fell to Stephen Davis. Duzan Tadic had drawn the Chelsea defenders and laid the ball off for Davis inside the area on the right but he sliced his shot well wide of the goal Strong pressure from the champions suggested that my initial feeling about a Chelsea win was going to be correct. However, just before half-time, the game changed. As I was beginning to wonder when Davis's next goal might come, the ball fell again to him. A long ball out of defence by Jose Fonte was received by Graziano Pella, who took the ball on his chest. Thinking that he would bring it down and use his feed, we witnessed him pass the ball with his substantial chest into the path of Davis, who scored with a 20 yard volley. I can still see the move now without the aid of a replay. I was later fortunate enough to interview Stephen Davis, and he said it was a great knockdown from Graziano, and I caught the ball well. Like the supporters, he felt that the win was much deserved, however. Those of us who thought he would not score were made to eat our words, especially when he scored twice for Northern Ireland five days later and led them to their first major tournament in nearly 30 years. I admit that my doubts about a victory were still lingering as we got into the second half, but I had set aside my pessimism starting in the 60th minute when Pella played a fine through ball past the despairing John Terry. Sadio Mane flicked the ball home to make it 2-1. The third goal came from the same pair of players, Pella dispossessed Hazard and passed to Mane who went on a run through the middle. He passed the ball to his right for Pella to hit a stunning shot taking the score to 3-1 and a win against the top flight champions. Tadic was excellent while Pella and Mane shone as they combined so well. While some pundits focused on Chelsea losing there were some who gave the Saints due credit with one observing that Chelsea had been embarrassed by a wonderful Southampton performance. Looking back I have noticed one significant difference to the Saints these days. Oriel Romeo and James Ward-Prowse have since become a strong midfield pairing. On the day of our victory at Stamford Bridge, it was a case of Ward-Prowse replacing Romeo at half-time. I have learned since that it was over 45 years since the Saints had managed to win against reigning champions. The score then was also 3-1, an away game when we defeated Leeds United in March 1970. Turning the page now onto our a tactical watch on our opponent's Chelsea, written by Sam Ty. What's the verdict on Chelsea's first month of the season? You can't help but feel as though Chelsea's tumultuous summer, in which the club changed ownership, lost its long-time recruitment chief and heavy speculation haunted a glut of key players, has bled into the early season story, which has been very up and down. As Southampton know all too well, it can be hard to produce a cohesive campaign strategy with so many questions dangling over players. They managed to sort the futures of Antonio Rudigan and Romelu Lukaku relatively quickly, but others have dragged on and on. In the short sample so far, we've seen Chelsea play extremely well versus Tottenham, but also quite poorly versus Leeds United. This inconsistency, plus the sheer amount of transfer activity engulfing the club at this late stage in the window, makes them very hard to gauge. What can we expect though tactically from thomas tuchel well Tuchel's coaches coach is a patient possession based game he likes his side to be in control of the tempo of the game and dictate which area the game is played in in this he takes after pep Guardiola, who refers to as a big influence on his style this can result in some slow passages of play and does mean that if chelsea do take the lead they sometimes sit on it rather than go for the jugular Goals from forward players have been surprisingly hard to come by for the club in 2022. Whether that's a cause or a symptom of the playstyle remains unclear. Jorginho's poise on the ball in the centre is key to Chelsea's controlling periods. While if they enter attack mode, the emphasis shifts wide where Rhys James, Ben Chilwell and Mark Kukurea look to shoot forward and link with the forwards, creating overloads down the flanks. Who is Chelsea's major threat to be conscious of? Reem Sterling hasn't scored as many goals as most would have expected him to inside the four games of his Chelsea career, but he's looked extremely lively regardless and poses a major threat both on and off the ball. Playing on the left of a front three, he's able to drive at defences with the ball at his feet, goes into clever positions off it and break towards the box with regularity. He's one Saints must keep a beady eye on throughout. How can Southampton hurt Chelsea? Leeds United demonstrated beyond doubt that an aggressive press and devilish work rate can unsettle Chelsea and swing the game towards the underdog's favour. Jesse Marsh instructed his players to push high, hunt in packs and enjoy the physical, tenacious side of the game during their 3-0 win at Road nine days ago. Ralph took can unleash the Saints in a similar manner, ruffle some feathers and prey on any potential insecurities. On to our final section now and a firm fan favourites. It's the Franny Benali article. There are two sides to gaining experience and knowledge in football. Applying it as a team but also as an individual working in a team. Our young players and new signings will be learning just what levels of performance are needed in the Premier League. That is never truer than when we see teams such as Chelsea and Manchester United and can start doing well against them. This is the level that everyone will be wanting to compete at. It was certainly not to be doing any of our players any harm that they would want to be a part of it. Speaking from personal experience, I relish the opportunity to come up against the best players and the best teams in the division. Having a lack of experience and being young when coming into the team for the first time can be a positive thing because of the fearlessness that it brings. We played against the Liverpool team in the late 1980s who were dominant in that era, but we beat them 4-1 at the Dell with a team full of youngsters. You do need a balance of experience and inexperience. Our team who beat Liverpool at that time did have a senior player or two who helped us younger ones, and our squad now has an element of that too. There are all of these things to learn individually and collectively, but it's an exciting time. We've already seen some excellent things in a short space of time, and I'm looking forward to seeing where we can go this season. I'll be covering today's game against Chelsea with BT Sport as Ralph Hasenhutl and Thomas Tuchel go up against one another. Tuchel hit the headlines recently after his touchline confrontation with Spurs boss Antonio Conte and it was a moment that I thought was great to see in some ways. It just goes to show the level of competition, the rivalries and the desire to win at an elite level. It can sometimes boil over and not be a good thing but it does show how much everyone wants to win. The manager is there to lead the group and set an example and we know there is a huge amount at stake for everyone involved. Our own manager is a passionate presence on the sidelines and wants to lead and inspire the players. Managing is like being a player in some ways because you have to produce performance from the side of the pitch and influence the game with substitutions or something you say during a break in play. Most of the work from the coaching side goes on in the lead up to a game. That's a difference between playing and being the manager because the players have the most active role on a match day. The transfer window closes two days after tonight and it's been a good one for Saints in terms of the exciting and young profile of player they have signed. I imagine there will still be business to be done and it will be great if we do get extra bodies through the door, but equally we already have the makings of a very good squad.